Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Please remember that all of the information in this podcast episode is limited to general information only. That means the information is not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So you should seek the advice of a licensed and trusted financial professional before acting on the information. And before you acquire or apply for a financial product, please read the PDS or product disclosure statement, which should be available on the issuer's website. Lastly, please keep in mind that past performance is not indicative of future performance. Jake Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Good to be back, Owen. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day here in Melbourne, a little bit wet, which is just how we like it. Um, what are we talking about? Well, we recorded an episode earlier, I think back in April this year, with our sort of top five money moves to make, um, our essentially our coronavirus money checklist to get yourself sorted mm-hmm. because... Uh, I think everyone's goals that they set at the start of the year went a bit all over the place. And uh, we didn't think we'd be still dealing with it back now in October. So we thought it was uh, a good time to record another sort of money moves checklist of things that you should have a look at and think about by the end of 2020 to sort of just get yourself back on track. And uh, some of these have come from our own self-reflection, I guess, for me. (laughs) Yep. Um, and uh, just some of the various things that we've learnt in some of the episodes we've recorded recently. So um, we're each sort of putting forward uh, five different uh, money moves to make and uh, hopefully that you can take one of these and run with them and get your finances back on track for the rest of 2020. Yeah, I think it's a great thing to do. So for listeners, is kind of summarising some of the really important things that we think you can do in October to save money or make money. So just to, just to recap on what you said in uh, April, you wrote it up in an article too. You suggested doing five things. That was cancel your direct debits, start prepping for tax time, pick one financial topic and learn about it, set up and automate your accounts. I know you do that and sort out your super. So we've got some extras to go on top of that and some, some new pieces too. So hmm. we're going to try and keep this concise. We love to talk finance, so it often goes on for forever, but we're going to just go, you go, I go. Um, Maybe we can try and keep each other to 90 seconds for each one. It's going to be a stretch. So you go first. Awesome. So my first one is revisit your 2020 goals, um, more specifically your financial goals. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you might not have looked at them for a few months. I mean, I I don't think I have looked at mine too much this year, but have a look. Is there any that are salvageable? Are there any that maybe if you made some slight adjustments could still be achievable by the end of the year? Or maybe you had a goal of saving 10,000 and now you might think 1,000 is more achievable. So set yourself a smaller version of whatever goal you had at the start of the year and just try and work towards that by the end of the year. And maybe your goal might be improve your financial literacy skills. So we've actually got a whole heap of free courses, uh, free finance courses that we'll link to in the show notes as well. So you could pick one like the beginner ETF course and just try and master that by the end of 2020. And then you've ticked off one financial goal for the year. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Just to reiterate that we had someone write in, uh, Rowan, was it? Um, and he wrote in to say effectively that I didn't even know you had courses. So yeah, yes. we have, we have lots of courses. Um, so yeah, he, it's funny cause he listens to the show. We hadn't said that we have courses and then he mm-hmm. Googled and he found our courses. He's like, wait a second, what's going on here? So yeah, if you haven't already taken one of our courses, go and check them out. There's heaps of free stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My number one, and it's going to be like, so it's so much fun to talk about, which is tax. Um, Get your tax return done before the end of October. So 
typically, if you're doing your tax yourself, you've got to the end of October to file your tax return. So if you're filing a tax return now, chances are it's for the year ended June 30th, 2020. So mm. a few months ago, that's the, the 12 months to that date. Um, and you've pretty much got to the end of October. However, if you're going through a tax accountant, they may have a bit more wiggle room in terms of you not getting fined for anything and it being overdue and stuff like that. But hey, if you do your tax return sooner, there's a chance you could get a refund sooner. So that's a good thing. Mm, I, I put that one off for a few months, but I, I finally got it in and sorted it out about two weeks ago. My second point is sort out your financial admin and just get it done before the end of the year. So whether it's the pieces of paper that have slowly been building up during 2020 um, or, or your tax file number, um, just have a look and try and sort some things out. My big tip is that I learned recently when I was doing my tax return is if you're buying shares and ETFs through a broker, actually make sure you go into the registry and your tax file numbers in for every individual share um, oh, right. that you hold because it I thought it happened automatically, um, especially through my broker, um, because it has in the past, but apparently it doesn't happen automatically for everything. And you might end up with withholding tax on one of your distributions or dividends. And that's always fun to have to claim that back at tax time. So that's just my my tip in your admin sorting out for the year. So uh, try and get everything sorted to end the year in a much more organized manner. Yep. Cool. And then if you do it now, you set it up properly next Mm. year will be easier. The year after that will be easier again. So my one is also on the investing front. Surprise, surprise. Um, is just, if you haven't invested yet, pick something and invest in it. Um, doesn't matter if it's 500 bucks or if you're using one of the micro investing apps, if it's 10 bucks, if it's $10,000, if you haven't invested yet, do it. Um, one of the things that I've been dealing with lately, which comes from a lot of our members, but also from, you know, just the, the general financial community is Trump versus Biden. What's going to happen in the US election? I tell you what, none of it matters. What really matters is long-term wealth creation. Um, one of the, the people that I follow here in Australia on Twitter who um, likes to keep a low profile put out a tweet the other day, which is quite rare for him. He said, um, investing is for life, not until the next market crash. And mm. um, that is so true. You know, it doesn't matter what the presidential election, um, like whatever, whatever unfolds, just keep investing, accumulating wealth over time. Mm, absolutely. So my next one, and we covered it on our recent episode, is find a better deal on your health insurance. And I've, mm-hmm. after going down the rabbit hole, that is health insurance, private health insurance specifically. Uh, there are so many comparison sites, for example, Choice, I Select, and the government's private health website, which is free, uh, that you can compare your different policies and see if you're getting the best deal Uh, If you're already paying for it and whether it's worth it in your situation, I think even Choice had a little questionnaire that you could put in your details like salary and age and circumstances and it could actually spit out whether you should financially get private health insurance. So um, that's definitely something to have a look at and also definitely consider if you have the right level of ambulance cover. It's not that expensive and if you don't have it uh, and you can get it separately to private health insurance, it is very expensive if you have to have a quick drive to the hospital in the ambulance. So totally. yeah, that's definitely the biggest takeaway from that episode is make sure you've got ambulance cover. Yep. And, there, and in that episode, we actually explained some of the things you can look for to save money. Um, I personally would use the privatehealth.gov.au website. That's where mm. I go. Um, and, I, and I just scroll through things there. So my number three is going to sound a little bit weird and complicated for some people, but it's actually really important which is a super spouse contribution. So 
you know, we all have our super funds. Um, I have my super, my partner has hers. She could put money into my super account and then maybe claim a tax offset. So what that is, it's not quite a tax deduction, but what happens is she might put money into my super fund um, and then she can claim hypothetically up to 18% for on $3,000 that's put into my super fund. So let's say, for example, she puts $3,000 into my super fund tomorrow. She may be able to claim a tax offset on that money. So think of it kind of like a deduction, but it's not really. And um, you can do it up to $3,000. There are quite a few rules, which we'll put in the show notes. So make sure you actually are eligible, but um, just have a look at that. And then um, it, it works best. At least that's what the, the notes say. It works best if the partner who is receiving the money in their super fund earns less than $37,000. So as I said, not everyone's eligible and there are rules and the ATO website has heaps of information. So we've put that in the show notes. Wonderful. My next one is if you need it, talk to a financial counsellor. I think Owen and I have both seen how amazing this free service is with fully qualified uh, people that go through a whole course and training and everything to actually be able to help you with your financial issues, getting out of debt. Uh, they can even help uh, people leaving home for the first time sort of put a budget together and stuff like that. So uh, definitely check out the National Debt Helpline and get on top of it um, before I guess it gets really busy because uh, a lot of the benefits that have been uh, that we've had over the last sort of eight months during coronavirus, rent reliefs and sort of credit card freezes and job keeper, job seeker, that's all sort of going to slowly get wound back. So mm. if you think you're going to need help, get on top of it now uh, before it gets too late. Yeah, great, great ideas there, Kate. And um, yeah, you're right. We talked to, I think it was Nick on the show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's so many incentives out there right now, but there's also a lot of people doing it tough. So mm. if it's not you, it might be someone you know, you know, um, substance abuse, um, gambling addictions, divorce, you know, marital stress. These are all reasons why you should see a financial counselor ASAP and there's no shame in doing so. So my number four um, is another boring one. And it's a continuing on this theme of superannuation and splittable contributions. So I said how you could put a partner could put money into your super fund um, and there are some eligibility criteria. But there's another similar type of strategy, which is when money is already in the super fund, you may be able to split some of those contributions. So let's say hypothetically that my partner put $10,000 into a super fund this year. She may be able to claim, I mean, she may be able to transfer some of that super that she's put away into my super fund. And so this is really important when one partner um, isn't getting ahead financially um, in their super fund because they're not earning money, like they're staying at home with the kids or they don't have a job right now or something like that. So you can continue that. And that's obviously really important if you need to do things like um, equalize your super accounts or if you need to cover insurance that's inside super, all of these different things. So Obviously, all the caveats apply. Like you've got to read the notes and understand if you are eligible, speak to a financial advisor if you are confused because once money is inside super, it's very hard to get it out. Mm. So keep that all in mind. Uh, I'm just alerting you to the um, potential options. Um, but this is something that my partner and I have used in the past too. So um, I'm not just saying it for the sake of it, but it's just something to consider. Mm. Absolutely. And my last one is... Although you probably don't want to hear it right now, start planning for Christmas. I know it's going to be quite a different Christmas this year. We're not necessarily going to be able to see all our family. I mean, I'm hoping my my sister's going to be able to come into the state, but who who knows? We uh, It's going to be quite uncertain. But at least if you start thinking about it now and putting some money aside, 
it can be a really stressful time financially for people. So even just $5 a day for the next 60 days would mean you've got a Christmas fund of five, uh, sorry, $300 by the time December rolls around and maybe you could double that. So um, just start thinking about it. Start putting a little bit of money aside as you can. Um, maybe you want to sell some extra things or just sort of uh, put a few extra percent of your savings aside for your Christmas fund just so it's less stressful by the time Christmas gets around. And a couple of ideas this year, if you are thinking about giving gifts, is just uh, supporting regional and small Australian businesses as much as possible. And I think a really mm. good way to find these businesses, if you don't know too many around you, is there's if you use Instagram, there's actually a hashtag Small Business Australia that the business owners use. So you could actually try and find some uh, whatever you're looking for, but created or made by a small business as well. Or there's also a lot of Facebook groups that support small businesses as well. So that could be something you have a look at. Yeah, that's great. I think it's a it's a wonderful initiative. Uh, I think, to be honest, my gut feels what comes with coronavirus is kind of um, a rewind on some of the globalization that we've seen in the last 20 years, which is what that means is like, you know, when you look at the bottom of something and it says made in China or whatever, made in the USA, wherever it might be. Um, it may not always be the case anymore. So mm. in the future, we might come back to purchasing a lot more goods locally because of yeah. just this type of experience. So, um, and that starts with you making a conscious effort to buy and support, uh, buy products from and support local businesses. Um, and my one, which is a little bit more on the giving side, Kate, is um, about charitable giving. So if mm. you haven't already given back, um, you know, we talk a lot about finance on this and how to save money and put more money in your pocket. But some of the feelings that you get from giving are so much more important than those from saving. So um, yes, we like to be long-term investors. Yes, we like to save money and live frugally, but still enjoy life. But the big one, which we haven't talked enough about is giving back. So it could be, you know, five bucks a week. It could be 20 bucks a month. It could be $2 a month, whatever it is, give back to your community. So you know, there are local community initiatives where it's sporting clubs or whatever it might be in that regard. But then there's other bigger things like um, a big one for me is like youth homelessness and supporting disadvantaged children. So um, I give to the Berry Street um, charity, for example, and um, my wife does um, Doctors Without Borders. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's so many things that you can do. There are literally thousands of charities and you can claim a tax deduction if they're a registered charity. So you can talk to your accountant about that. But, um, you know, there are so many good initiatives, so many different websites which list, which list char charities that you can give to, you know, it can actually make the world a difference, such a small amount of money. So if you don't have money, you can always give your time, which is something that particularly here in Victoria, some people tend to have a lot of lately. So um, yeah, those are my five money moves. You've got five money moves. Uh, it's a pretty good list. I feel like coming into Christmas, some good feels in here, some good things mm. to set you up for longer term success as well on your tax and your super health insurance, all of these types of things. Yeah. So it's really just pick one or two and actually make sure you sort of do something by the end of 2020. I mean, the, the feeling of um, self-satisfaction, if you tick off one of these even small goals of just going through a, a basic ETF course or sorting out that pile of paper that you've been staring at all year and you haven't touched, uh, just gives you a really great, great sense of self-satisfaction. And um, it'll mean that you can finish the year in a much sort of more organized spot, yeah. um, especially since it's been such a chaotic year. A little bit of organization in your life can sort of make you feel like you've got a bit more control over everything. Totally. That's something that I've noticed, Kate, recently is just 
things have just kind of spun out of control, mm. both at like the business front, but also like personal finances and just everything. And I feel like finally I'm able to catch my breath and get back into yeah. things. Um, but there are so many people out there that are dealing with different circumstances that really probably need some structure right now. We've given you 10 things. If you go and do all five of mine, let's make it a bit fun. If you go do all five of mine, write into us and let us know how much you save or what you do. Uh, if you do Kate's, let us know how much you save or or the different outcomes you have there because we'd love to mm. hear from you. We're going to try and get a lot more um, of your questions and your answers and your scenarios on the show going forward. So you can always reach us with questions or feedback or, or what have you um, at the podcast at rask.com.au. So podcast at rask.com.au. That's the email address. Um, we generally get back to you within 24 hours. Sometimes we get a bit more emails coming through there, but um, yeah, reach out to us, ask us some questions, feedback, uh, advice, whatever you have. Yeah. But- and uh, as we mentioned earlier, we've got a lot of free education courses as well. Um, we'll link to them in the show notes. But if you want to tick off something by the end of the year, that's a very easy way to to just learn something in one afternoon. Yep. Cool, Kate. We might have some announcements about that coming up towards the end of the year. <laughs> wink, wink. So um, cool. All right, Kate, as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening.